Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja. We're a digital agency helping our clients to get more leads and sales from the internet. And that is exactly what this podcast is all about. In today's show, we're going to go behind the scenes of a multi-location local SEO campaign. And I'm going to break down exactly what we did and what happened. Now, obviously, this is only one business. This is one example. Ludicrous results, by the way, absolutely ridiculous. And you might be listening to this thinking, yeah, but we're not a local business. So this isn't really relevant to us. We've heard time and time again, every time we do one of these episodes focusing on a specific campaign, people tell us they find it really useful because it allows them to see all of the components that go into an SEO campaign. I'm also going to be drawing out the lessons that we can all apply. You don't have to be a local business. You don't have to be in this particular location. You don't have to be this type of business. You could be an e-com, whatever. Exactly the same principles apply with SEO all the time. Okay, yes, there's differences between a local campaign and an e-com campaign, but the majority, you know, the main building blocks are exactly the same. It's content, relevance, links. We're going to go through all of the different stages of this campaign, and I'm going to share some uh, some of the results just to whet your appetite a little bit. This business in nine months saw 146% increase in organic conversions. Okay, nine months, 146% increase in organic conversions, a 50% increase in calls. 10 new position one rankings. And by the way, we were doing all of this targeting keywords, some of the most expensive keywords we've ever targeted. So if you're running PPC ads against these keywords, some of their competitors are spending up to $373 per click for some of these keywords. How absolutely ludicrous is that? It shows how much money there is to be made in this space, obviously, to be able to justify that sort of spend. But it also tells us this is a very, very competitive space. So what I'm going to do is talk you through the um, client sort of initial situation and I'll explain exactly what we did and all of the lessons that we learned along the way. So this is a local business. They are a personal injury solicitor firm in the US. Now, personal injury in the US is incredibly competitive and can be incredibly lucrative as well. This means that there's a lot of competition online to try and get these target keywords things like personal injury solicitor, and then plus the area, very, very competitive because there's so much money that can be made. A lot of these practices, being honest, uh, solicitor firm marketing in the US is so far ahead of what's in the UK and many other countries because there is so much money to be made. So a lot of these businesses are pretty heavy on TV advertising. They'll do direct mailers. They'll do loads and loads of digital. They'll go heavy on social ads. They'll go heavy on Google search ads and they'll go really heavy on SEO. Whereas in the UK, obviously it's a lot softer. So this particular business in the US, um, they have, uh, they actually serve two locations. Sorry, they serve two languages. So English and Spanish, they're in Texas. Um, so they've got a large Spanish speaking contingent in their audience and they've got three different locations. Now, when we took this campaign on, we were actually the eighth agency to take it on. So they tried seven agencies prior and they'd failed to get this site ranking and failed to generate any significant increase in lead volume. So had our work cut out, this was gonna be a challenge, but I'll explain how we planned, how we researched, how we implemented and optimized, and of course the bumps we encountered along the way, and we'll be drawing out the common lessons. Oh, by the way, the Global Search Awards just named this the best US SEO campaign of the year. Boom! Love it. Now, I should also say at the start, this is a fairly sizable campaign, right? Um, there's a lot of work that went into this, as you will hear. So this isn't just like, oh, yeah, we pressed this button, this button, this button, and boom, they just smashed the top of the search results. No, nah, this is exactly what it takes to rank for really competitive, 
high profile, high commercial intent keywords across a number of different locations, across a number of uh, different languages as well. So um, this business then, three different law practices, so three different locations, three different offices, a um, couple hundred miles away from each, so fairly spread away, uh, focusing on personal injury claims. Now, one of their uh, offices is in a small city. This was getting some leads through their website. Two were in a much larger city. In fact, at the time we started, there was only one in the larger city. They've now opened a second one uh, due to the lead volume. Fantastic. But the ones in the larger city, one of them didn't exist and the other one wasn't getting very many leads and that business wasn't growing. Now, the client had a website when we started. They did have a website and it was converting some, but the leads weren't the right sort of lead. So you might find this familiar. So they're a personal injury firm. They were getting all sorts of legal inquiries about marriages and divorces and custody and stuff like this, which obviously isn't their core business practice. Now, when we're doing a digital marketing campaign and we notice that low quality leads or unqualified leads are coming through, this can indicate a couple of things. Firstly, it can indicate that the targeting, the traffic quality isn't quite right. You've got people searching for, you know, general phrases or searching for the wrong type of phrase and finding your site. So clearly that there's something going on there. Or it can mean that you're running ads for very broad phrases. So for example, in this case, if you're just running ads for solicitor or lawyer, you might collect all sorts of inquiries which aren't really relevant. So that can give you an indication that you're overpaying for that traffic. And what you might wanna do instead is focus your traffic on much more specific keywords. But the other thing that low quality leads can indicate is that there's something that's unclear about the website. If you're getting leads for a completely different area of business to what you're offering, then clearly those people haven't seen the site and thought, hmm, okay, this isn't quite right for us we'll go and find somewhere else. Instead, they thought, I don't really understand this or I don't know where I am. I'm just going to inquire anyway. So it can indicate that either there's a traffic or a conversion issue. So we'll come on to how we fix that um, as we go. So sometimes though, it's not about increasing the volume of leads, but also increasing the quality. And that was the case here. Now, the first thing that we did in any SEO campaign or any digital marketing campaign, in fact, but particularly SEO, particularly local SEO, is work out where the target audience is and who the target audience is. So in a local SEO campaign, this means location. So we wanted to target people within a particular radius of these um, practices, of the offices, because we knew that people much further than that wouldn't come in. Now, you need to be pretty clear about how far away your customers are likely to come from, because it's all well and good saying, well, yeah, but we're based in this city, but there's not a very big population. So we're just going to increase our radius to the next five cities over. And we're just going to try and get everyone. But if people aren't actually willing to travel, if they need to come in, or if they're not willing to engage with the business that's that far out, then that targeting, you'll put a whole load of work in trying to rank for a city that you're not actually in, only to find that people aren't interested in coming anyway, because it's too far away. And they'd have to drive past 15 other practices to get there. There are ways, of course, of getting them to come along, but it's much, much harder. So understand exactly where your target customer is based. Obviously, if you're not local, this has no relevance. The next stage is keyword research, understanding the phrases that people are going to be searching for to find your business or that you want them to be searching for to find your business. Now, the first thing that we would do is we'd have a look at the data. Of course, we'd have a look at the data in various tools, but we would also talk to the business and say, what do you think people should be searching for to find you? Now, you may or may not know if you're the marketing person in the business or you're the business owner even, you may or may not know the phrases that people will actually be looking for to find you. Your sales team might know because when someone picks up the phone or the reception team or whatever, the customer service team might know because when someone picks up the phone and says, oh, do you do this? That might be the keyword that they're searching for. So the first thing that we do is talk to the business and understand exactly what they think that they should be ranking for, what they want to rank for. We don't take this as gospel because sometimes people will give us industry terms, 
they'll give us terms that you know they and other competitors think about their business in but actually the, the customers aren't using that language at all whenever we get that info we put it through a tool anyway to make sure there's enough search volume there we'll also do competitor research we'll have a look at what the site's ranking for already see what um, keywords the competitor sites are optimized for we'll throw all of this into a tool to start checking search volumes now i personally use semrush you can get a free trial of semrush at thankyouninjas.com it's a good tool because it allows you to see the search volume so how many people are searching for these phrases but also the cost per click so how much people are willing to spend to advertise for these terms even if you're not running ppc this is a really useful indication because it tells you how much commercial intent there is behind each phrase there's no point trying to rank for a phrase which has very low search volume and no commercial intent or there's rarely much point ranking for a keyword which has very very low commercial intent what you really want to do the main money terms are usually the ones that have some sort of cpc in this space it turns out that personal injury lawyer plus location right that was the phrase to target now in some of these locations particularly the smaller city there wasn't a lot of search volume for this phrase at all so this was quite a narrow uh, pool of people to target with a lot of competitors you know the red ocean blue ocean thing this was a seriously red ocean but sometimes you absolutely have to go in for that sometimes just because there's loads of competitors and there's, it's a really red ocean they're all fighting over the same few searches that doesn't mean you can't target it in some spaces you just have to suck it up and get on with it right and that was exactly the case here so once we'd identified the keywords, what we then did is start the process of keyword mapping. We fill in a spreadsheet to do this. Uh, you can actually get a download of this spreadsheet or we've made a kind of simplified version. If you just go on our YouTube channel and search for Exposure Ninja Keyword Research, you'll see a video and in the description of that video is a spreadsheet that you can download. But what we do with the keyword mapping is we identify all of the keywords that we're gonna be targeting. We prioritize them, we take out the stuff that's not really relevant. We uh, write down the monthly search volume. So we identify how many searches per month each one of those keywords is, is getting. We include the cost per click. We decide based on these things, whether it's short, medium or long term target. We also identify the keyword type. So is this a commercial term that's likely to generate money for the business? Or is this an informational term, something that uh, maybe someone at the top of the funnel right early on in their buying journey is going to be searching for? And maybe we can get them onto the site to answer a question and then we might be able to convert them or we might be able to sign them up for an email list. We'll come on to this later because actually targeting informational search terms became a key part of this strategy. What we'll then do is decide an associated page URL. So this is the page that we want to get ranked or that we want to prioritize for this term. This is really important because a website doesn't rank, okay, pages rank. So if we want to rank for a term like personal injury lawyers, we need to decide which page on the site we are going to prioritize for that phrase. Then when we're making a link internally to personal injury lawyers, we will point it to that page. We will make sure that that page has mention of that keyword. We'll make sure that page uses the keyword in page titles and wherever relevant. Now, the reason we do this is quite often with an underperforming site, you will notice that they're targeting a lot of keywords and they're targeting these across a small number of pages. So they've got pages trying to rank for multiple different keywords. And some of these might be closely related, but some of them might not be closely related. And that can make it quite difficult to rank. Whereas if you have pages on your site dedicated to very sort of finite topics or finite groups of keywords, that makes them much easier to optimize for those phrases and to show extreme relevance to Google for those terms. So we'll map out the keywords and this will show us, do we have a relevant page that we can target this keyword to? Or do we need to go and create another page? So sometimes from this, we'll make an action, which is right, we need to go and write this particular page because we don't have anything on the site which is well optimized enough or could be well optimized enough to actually rank for this. So once we've done that, this will help us work out, you know, any changes to page structure. Now, let's say that you want to target a phrase like car accident lawyer. Where do you map that keyword to? How do you prioritize 
which page that's going to. Do you try and map it to the home page? Do you try and map it to a sub page? Do you try and map it to a blog page? Well, the first thing to do would be to work out the intent of that term. So car accident lawyer actually has quite high commercial intent. There's gonna be fairly high CPCs for that. And a lot of people who are searching for that are gonna be looking for someone who fits that bill, right? They're gonna be looking to make a purchase or, or become a conversion, become a client of. So immediately we know this isn't gonna be the sort of page that we're targeting with a blog post or a content page, a knowledge-based piece, because that's informational content and we've got a commercial search focus term. The next question then is, do we have a service page targeting this or do we try and target our homepage? Well, this depends. If you are only a car accident lawyer, then you might target your homepage. But if you offer a range of different services, then you're most likely gonna have a dedicated page targeting car accident lawyer. Now, this applies to you, whether you're a software company, whether you're an e-commerce business, whether you're a lead gen firm, making sure that the page that you're trying to rank, the page that you're mapping a keyword to matches the intent of that keyword is super important. More than ever, now with Google looking at the intent of pages and also with the quality content update, uh, looking at bounce rate back to search, what we need to do is make sure that your page satisfies exactly what that user wants and is expecting to see. Next stage, once we've done all the keywords, is working on content. Now, we'll always evaluate the existing copy on a site. Is it better and more detailed than what's already ranking? If no, what's missing? So when we had a look at this site, we realized that existing content was pretty thin, 100 to 300 words per page. Now, how long should a page of content be? Well, it really needs to be as long as it needs to be, which is, I know, such an SEO answer. I'll be telling you that this stuff takes time next. But this is where it really helps to understand your customers. We know from talking to this client, for example, that one of the main objections that they needed to overcome for their customers, their clients, was that these clients might be trying to handle their own legal claims. Now, if someone is trying to decide whether to go for a solicitor, a lawyer, or to handle their own claim, you're not going to overcome that objection. You're not going to give them all the information that they need in 100 to 300 words. That's not going to happen. So this needs to be a much, much more detailed page. And we know that because of what the customer is going to have to go through in order to become a conversion. So this told us we needed to beef up these pages. We needed to increase the amount of content on these pages. Short pages, light on detail, also do not build trust, which is something very important in this space as in most businesses. So we set about growing these pages, more content and adding more of the client's personality on the site. This client is incredibly personable. They're extremely professional, very, very reassuring. So we wanted to build the site more around their personality, which we knew would build trust. We also gave a ton of detail on these pages about how the personal injury claim process worked to help build credibility and to ease people through if they're thinking, oh, this sounds like really stressful or whatever. Don't worry. This is how it works. It's incredibly reassuring. We basically rewrote the entire site. One of our content team loves writing about legal firms. If you ever want to discuss the details of chapter 550 of the Texas Transportation Code, she would happily talk to you all day. Uh, but most of these pages went from one to 300 words to 1000 to 1200. Okay, so they pretty much 10x in length. The shortest page is 10x in length from 1 to 300 to 1,000 to 1,200. So this is a huge job. There's, I don't know, 40, 40, 50 pages on this site. So this is a lot of copy. But guess what? If you're going to rank for a term where people are spending over $300 per click in ads, you're going to have to bring some heat to that fight. You're not going to rock up with 500 words of copy and dominate all the search results. You're going to have to bring some serious firepower to that fight. So that's exactly what we did. The next thing that we did is add top of funnel content using the content game plan. So if you haven't listened to a previous podcast episode, which is all about the content game plan, or you can watch it on YouTube, um, as you can with all of our podcasts, if you go to YouTube and just search Exposure Ninja content game plan, you'll find it. But we added top of funnel content targeting the sorts of phrases that people who are uh, maybe uh, 
interested in this but not yet ready to commit to something might be searching for. So this started bringing us loads of traffic asking questions about different types of personal injury claims. So things like how long does this thing take or what are the steps involved or what sort of compensation is available, all this type of stuff. So this is questions that doesn't indicate someone is ready to purchase, but indicates that they might be persuaded to purchase if the copy's good, they might purchase at some time. So like I say, huge amount of work, beefed up all of the existing pages, added a ton more pages um, of, uh, you know, really good top of funnel content, specialist expertise. Obviously, you have to be very, very careful with the specifics in this sort of uh, industry. You can't just write, you know, boilerplate, auto-generated garbage copy. This has to be very, very correct. Um, otherwise, people get in trouble. So that's what we did with keywords and we did with content. Now, I'm going to take you through what we did to actually make sure we're generating leads because remember, this business was already generating leads. They were just the wrong type. But before I do that, this business started out by requesting the free website and marketing review. And did you know some of the world's largest firms have requested this free website and marketing review from us? Yes, we've done this review for, I'm um, going to say around 20,000 different businesses, including some very, very large successful companies. This is a killer review. If you've heard me mention this review time and time again, but you haven't done it, today is your day. Anyway, what's this review all about, Tim? Well, if you go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review, you will see a button. And if you click the button, there is a form. In that form, you'll be asked a few questions about your business, your digital marketing and your goals. When you fill that in, it will come to one of our consultancy team who will then analyze your website, they'll analyze your current digital marketing and your goals based on what you've told us in the form. They'll have a look at your competitors, see what they're doing, and then they'll put together a plan of action that you can follow to generate more leads and sales through your site. This service is completely free. They will turn this information into a video which they send you, usually within two to three working days, 15 minute video, which they'll send you, which breaks all of this stuff down on screen, completely free. There's no obligation to use our service. Now, sometimes, the review isn't right for the business that's requested it. So what we'll do in that case is we'll give them something else, which it might be a free course, it might be some uh, consultancy, it might be some additional support, whatever we need to do to help based on where that business is at. But go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request your free website and marketing review today. That's exactly where this business that we're looking at um, today started and they followed this exact process. And here we are, they're a global search award winner for the best US SEO campaign this year. So we've looked at keywords, we've looked at content, we know how we've um, improved the website. What did we do with conversion rate optimization? Because traffic and rankings are pointless if they're not turning into leads. Well, the site was already getting some traffic, we just needed to make it produce better leads. Um, and how we did that, the first thing that we started doing was addressing the calls to action. So the, the CTAs, the calls to action, these are the things that you're asking people to do when they land on a page, right? We added calls to action offering a free consultation to talk through people's cases. So when you got onto the site, um, you would be offered a consultation uh, to find out if you had a case to, to check, you know, talk through your case here in a free consultation to find out the scope of what it is, right? This is really important because you want to incentivize people to take the action. You want to incentivize people to become the lead and you want to do so in a way that feels relatively low risk. So there's no point saying, you know, start your claim with us now or something that feels high commitment. We wanted to make it very easy, very low commitment for people to request. We also learned what was special about this business and found out that uh, the, 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 main, um, the main solicitor, the main lawyer was both an army vet and a chiropractor. We wanted to emphasize this on the site because we knew that this was going to build credibility. Now, many local businesses think that it's enough just to be local. People will shop here just because they're down the road from us. 
any business needs to identify exactly what makes it stand out and find a way of selling those quirks that make them different. This is really important. So rather than just being another personal injury law firm, we worked with this business to make sure their website was updated to show this is why you should work with us. This is what makes us different. And this can be very difficult to do. A lot of businesses, they don't really know what makes them different or they know what makes them different, but in some ways they're kind of embarrassed or they feel a bit self-conscious about it. They always assume that their competitor's positioning is better. Now, I remember Dan Kennedy saying, you sell what you've got, right? You work out how you're different and then you figure out how to sell it. So if you're an ex-army vet, well, you might be thinking, oh, I, you know, I spent some time in the army. I haven't been in law as long as my competitors might be. But hey, being an army vet gives you some experience. It resonates with other army vets. Being a chiropractor or having training as a chiropractor, what relevance does that have? Well, it means that when you go into a court and you need to explain how an injury has affected someone's life, you're doing so with extra credibility because you're actually trained as a chiropractor. So this is about looking inside yourself and looking inside your business to work out what makes us significantly better than our competitors. And this is exactly the same whether you're a tiny firm, whether you're a mid-sized firm like this one, whether you're a huge global brand, identifying those differences and being able to explain them clearly to people so that you can increase your conversion rate is really, really important. Okay, next up we did some technical SEO. So we did stuff like adding FAQ and review schema to all service pages. I'm not gonna talk you through adding schema in a podcast because that it's just a format that does not work. Uh, we also added high authority external links. So linking out to other sites from our site. Now, some people are scared of linking out to other sites. That's scarcity mindset. We ninjas are abundant. We love linking out to other high authority sites. It helps the perception of your site's authority. As long as you don't link to your competitors, you wanna let them rot linkless into oblivion. But anyway, uh, we also worked on website speed. Now, of course, no SEO campaign will be complete without links. And we knew that this site was going to need some serious links. Competitor sites had picked up a lot of links. They weren't necessarily picking up a lot of links anymore. It looked like they'd done some concerted SEO effort. They'd got fat and comfortable and they'd started cruising a little bit. So we knew that we could beat them with links, but we knew that we were gonna have to really drive hard. So how do you get links in local SEO? Well, the first thing is local directories. They're pretty boring. The whole thing feels slightly weird when you're doing it, but you do still need to do them. Other link types that we worked on here, local links in your town. So every town or every city has sort of local type publications. And these will be like, you know, news type, magazine type sites that people from the local area read. So we target these. We, in this case, we uh, opted to promote our client's personal brand across some local magazine sites, focusing on their professional story. So doing a bit of sort of personal branding, working on the uh, the lead lawyer at the firm. You can use all sorts of uh, different ways of getting in local publications, whether it's, um, you know, sharing local sponsorship news that you're doing. If you're sponsoring some like local thing, kids football teams or whatever, you can get links in local publications. Um, if you're sponsoring the, um, you know, a, a cleanup or a charity event or whatever, then you can get links in local publications. The next type of link that uh, we started um, sharing were in trade sites. So these were sites read by our, our client's target audience. So this is a personal injury solicitor and a lot of his clients would be say from the construction industry or army veterans. So we would target the publications that these audience members would read and we'd pitch them on stories about common accidents that happen in the construction industry or how to prevent accidents in the construction industry or you know what happens if you have an accident in your construction industry. So what we're doing here is we're trying to appear in front of the client's target audience. So then it becomes, right, let's just generate some leads from this as well as, as of course, getting the links. Another type of link that we acquired was on industry type sites. So this business is a law firm. 
it's important that we demonstrate credibility in the world of law. So we got our client featured in a whole bunch of legal sites like Legal Desire Review, Lawyer Monthly, Lawyer, Legal Reader, Attorney at Law Magazine. And some of these were interviews where someone in the business has a story that's particularly shareworthy, or, you know, some things are like a piece of news that we'll piggyback on the back of, we'll offer an opinion on it. There might be a prominent legal case, which we'll give, an, you know, we'll give a take on. So whatever, but finding sites in your space that have authority and that are read by people in your industry and then doing whatever it takes to get featured in those publications. And we've got other podcasts and videos on how to do this. Just go and search for um, Exposure Ninja uh, link building and you'll find it on YouTube. Now we built all of these links through outreach. So this involves our content marketing team reaching out to these different business types, pitching them on link ideas and then writing the articles for them and sending them over. We also built some tools though to pick up links um, passively. So we built a compensation calculator and tools can be a great way of, of getting these sorts of uh, sort of passive links. We built a compensation calculator, which allows people to see how much compensation they might be entitled to. And we also built a sort of interactive tool, which is basically a map detailing the personal injury statute of limitations in each state. Now, these types of assets can pick up links on their own. People just link to these types of things. Let's say that they're writing an article about um, how compensation has changed over time and they need to link to a calculator. Well, they will just link to this. And this can be a great way of picking up links. Nothing feels better than checking your, you know, your link profile and finding that you've got a whole bunch of links from different places that you didn't have to do any work for. Sweet. So what happened? 146% uh, increase in organic conversions, 50% increase in calls, 10 new position one rankings. This is the surface stuff though. And there's something really interesting, which I call in my head, I call it the iceberg effect because I think of it a bit like an iceberg. So the number of uh, position one or top five keywords that this business had when we started, when we started work, it had nine keywords in the top five. Um, a year later, 48. So that's great. And those are going to be the ones that are driving revenue. But what's really interesting is the number of total keywords in top 100 positions went from 481 to 786. This business now has 400 keywords in between positions 51 and 100, 285 positions 21 to 50. Now these are keywords that won't be contributing any traffic at the moment, they won't be contributing a single conversion because no one's going to dig past like page two to go and find some results here. But every month, these are slowly building up, they're slowly building up momentum. The reason I call it the iceberg effect is you only notice the top of the iceberg, you only notice the piece that's poking out above the water. What you don't notice is the huge mass underneath the water and it's exactly the same with rankings. You might notice that you're getting a few more leads and that you're getting more organic conversions because you've got some keywords popping into top five positions. But what you may not notice is that you've got hundreds of keywords that have gone from being absolutely nowhere to being position 50. Well, they're not doing anything for you yet, but if you keep cranking that handle, if you keep building the momentum, keep driving those links, keep creating that content, eventually you'll start to push those keywords into the sorts of positions where they're going to drive traffic and they're gonna drive conversions. So as those start to increase, and as those start to hit and come out of the water, this thing is going to blow up even further. So our goal is to drive so many leads by making this site a top expert in its space that our client can open even more local practices. So I hope you've enjoyed this kind of behind the scenes tour. As always, you can watch the video version of this podcast episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search YouTube for Exposure Ninja Local SEO and you should find it. Until next time, see you soon.